right, welcome back to another episode of Aftershocks TV right here on the CMS Network, where we feature some of the best underground heavy rock and metal bands across the globe. And today we're going to Houston, Texas, as we got with us from Doom Sludge Upstart Stone Mads, bassist, vocalist Jude joins us in Aftershocks. What's going on, Jude, man? Thanks for coming on. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. Doing great, man. Awesome. Awesome, man. All right, man. Well, Jude, Fields of Doom, man, the band's debut album uh, out now on Gravitoid excuse me, Gravitoid Heavy Music, uh, you guys are definitely, you know, I think grabbing the ears of a lot of sludge metal and doom metal fans out there everywhere, man. And, you know, just from listening to the record, you know, one of the uh, things I think you guys do differently, you know, compared to, I guess, to your traditional sludge metal or doom metal bands is that you really have that sort of back and forth between not only those sludge-laden tempos, but you guys really blend it with a nice groovy stoner vibe to it as well. You got sort of that balance with it um so i mean go ahead i guess and start things off by talking a little bit about stone nomads the sound uh, that you guys have and what's really i guess your guys overall approach to when it comes to sort of putting those two sort of tempos and sounds and styles together okay yeah um well actually my, my background is mostly playing like punk rock and metal okay so um like thrash and stuff so i come from really high tempo music and john and i um been playing music a long time together kind of on and off mm-hmm. we the the name stone nomads kind of fits in because we kind of lived all over the u.s and when we happen to live in the same city at the same time we'd start up some bands okay. and just over the years it uh, you know you get influenced by new things and you start trying to put it all together and as we got together and started writing music and we didn't have a big plan, except we wanted to uh, do something a little bit slower than we normally do. Okay. And uh, I'm a big St. Vitus fan, so I was like, we got to get a little St. Vitus in there. Mm-hmm. And, man, I'm originally from Louisiana. You just start throwing stuff in the gumbo, and what comes out comes <laughs> out. <right? laughs> Hell, yeah. Nice. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing, too, I think another attribute to the band that really, I guess, uh, grabs me is your guys' vocal approach. You know, I know, like you said, you and John – sort of switch off you kind of co do the co-vocals i guess right um which i think is also kind of you know it sort of fits to i guess the similar fashion in a way same way that you change the musical styles up a little bit as well from that sort of sludge and groovy tempos you know you kind of go back and forth with one one each other there i think you know it's it's i think it's really good because like i said to me it keeps things kind of fresh and interesting when you've got to do i've always been a big fan of dual vocals i just always like to kind of co-vocal thing so i mean you guys obviously with your now approach with that same thing i mean is it sort of purposely you know do you approach the vocals the same way i guess you do with the music in order to kind of keep things just interesting and you know just switch it up a little bit here and there well yeah i mean we want to keep things exciting and keep things i I mean exciting for us you know like Mm. and and, uh, one of the benefits of having known john since the mid 90s is um you know we know our strengths and weaknesses, right? So there are certain parts, like I'll write a majority of song of a song and I'll say like, John, actually this part, man, I really think you should sing it. I think it's more in your vocal range. And same thing, like he wrote almost all the music for fiery Sabbath, but I take the lead vocals on most of that because he was like, I think this is where your vocal style would shine. So that's kind of how it happens, man. Okay, so I guess it just depends on really the yeah what the, the music calls for, I guess, huh? Yeah, Pretty yeah, much. yeah. Very cool, man. Well, let's get into the band's first single and the video you guys just put out for the track "Fiery Sabbath," as you just mentioned. I mean, 
the first thing I'm interested in, in to know about the track is the name, because I mean, you guys obviously have a very Sabbathy oriented sound, but I know just being in bands myself, I know a lot of times when you come up with like a, a, a cool riff or a, just sort of like a skeleton of a track, you don't know the name yet. You just call it like a specific thing, you know, like, Oh, it's got a fiery Sabbath riff to it. Let's, you know, we'll just, we'll just kind of name it that for now. Is that how that name kind of came or am I completely just, you know, way off base? On no, that? dude, you're actually 100% correct. Okay. Like, <laughs> John had a couple of riffs and he's like, man, this is like kind of an up-tempo, it, it, I don't know, a fiery Sabbath song. So when he was doing the demos for it, he was, he just titled it fiery Sabbath. Okay. And once, once we kind of had that title, I was like, I actually really like that title. And so I went and I started writing lyrics I thought that would match that title and, mm -hmm. and it all just kind of came together. And that's, that's how the song happened, man. We finished up the music, finished up the lyrics and fiery Sabbath came up just basically the way you were saying. There it is. I had a feeling that just because of that name, I was like, it sounds just like something I would do in my bands too, man. So that's pretty cool, man. Well, you know, and musically too, with fiery Sabbath, I mean, I really think, you know, I'm, I'm a you know, big fan of the song. I mean, it really captures, I think, really just sort of the overall essence and feel of what you guys are all about. And like I said before, you just put out a really cool video for it as well. And I think it's, you know, a track that to me is one of the strongest on the records. I think Primitive, Primitive Rituals is one of my other favorites on the record. Um, because like I said, it just really has, I think, a little bit of everything that you guys entail with your sound. So, I mean, is that why you decided to release this track first? It was, well, not the first track, but the video, I should say. I know you released, you know, um, a track before that, but is this the reason why you chose this video? Just because it kind of maybe encompasses or entails a little bit of everything with your guys' sound? Yeah, I, I, that's really why we chose it, man. man this, you're okay. reading our minds. <laughs> like, um, so, you know, it, it's got some groove with the beginning of it and that bass line that starts off, but then it's got... It, drops the tempo and gets sludgy for a little bit mm -hmm. and then there's the guitar solo in the middle that's a little bit you know more up tempo so it's it kind of encompasses everything that makes stone nomads stone nomads man a lot of different influences coming together different tempos but you know that you put it all together and that's what we are so we thought it was a song that really showed who we are
Well, I mean, now speaking now, you guys, like I said, are from Houston. And, you know, I mean, I've had a little history with the city myself. I have family that I've lived there for a little bit back in about the late 90s um, for a short period of time. And I remember last year I was talking to the guys from Foster Mother, you know, about really the scene uh, in Houston, uh, which really seems to be, I mean, burgeoning right now. I mean, you obviously got you guys, Don't Nomads, Foster Mother, Warlong put out just a, a killer of a record this year. Yeah, Paradise. Yeah, great record, man. Um, and you know, used to traditionally, it's a, you know, like I was talking to, to the first of other guys, I mean, it's a place where traditionally you didn't really see too much heavy rock and metal coming out of it. it was, I think, pretty much mostly kind of country, uh, music. They got a pretty strong country music scene there. Um, what I've been privy to and told them, you know, been told over the years. So, I guess just talk a little bit about really the Houston scene because, like I said, when I was talking to those guys last year, they were really starting to tell me, yeah, you know, we're starting to have a little scene here and things are starting to get moving. And it seems like now, man, things are really just kind of booming, not just moving, but booming out of there. Um, I mean, not just obviously in, in Houston, but obviously the whole state. I mean, every major city there, you've got, I mean, just so many great bands. It's just it's just really the mecca, I think, of this kind of music within the whole country right now. So I guess talk a little bit about what you're seeing right now in Houston. Yeah, so uh... – <sighs> Like traditionally, uh, what you were saying, like you get a lot of country out of Houston, which it's the obvious one, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a there's a big like underground rap scene to the whole third okay. coast rap, and so we who played heavy music just tried to fit in where we could at different times. And I'm not really sure what happened around the pandemic. I know it started before that, like Thunder Horse. Uh, a couple of the guys are from the Houston area and Warlong's been around for, I don't know, six years or so, but it seems like around the pandemic, uh, you know, early 2020 people are like, man, we're, we're, we've got time. Let's do something different than what is traditionally what happens here in Texas. And mm -hmm. a bunch of good bands just, I, they started writing good music. Like the foster mother record that came out this year, the ocean is probably my, one of my top three records of the year yeah it's a great record yeah and we have we have a bunch of like younger bands that are coming up and there's a uh like uh there's a band well i say younger they haven't been around too long uh save your skin dire lands like every every couple of weekends you can go and see some really cool um bands in houston and then some cool clubs kind of popped up that really cater to heavier music so uh black magic social club on the east side of town like just about any uh, stoner band, metal band, doom band that comes through Houston is going to hit either Black Magic Social Club or on the west side of town. We got a, a place called 1810 Ojimon, which okay. is in, like Wofat played there in the fall. Nice. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, you were mentioning the, Houston, the Texas scene period, man. You've got Wofat, Destroyer of Light, you know, all these great bands. Mm -hmm. uh, and unfortunately the sword called it quits but i know yeah you know we just <laughs> we just had a bunch of great bands and and houston i guess caught on to that a little bit and 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 it's 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 a growing scene but it's 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 still small enough where you can go to a club and you, you recognize a bunch of the people oh, nice. and and Every every time you see someone at the club, they brought a couple more friends, and they're like, "Hey, this guy's gonna start a band, or this guy just started a band." That's great, right. man. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's how the scenes start, you know. And one of the things that I'm glad you brought up the venue thing because you know I was gonna ask you about that is, especially since the pandemic. Like for instance, right around around here in the in the you know San Francisco Oakland area, we've lost a bunch of venues, man. You know, since the pandemic, and obviously they were so crucial with hosting, you know, all the 
the heavy rock and metal bands. Um, and it's just for some reason, it seems like those are the first places that always shut down, too. I don't know what the fuck for, but it just does. But um, but I was going to ask you about that. I mean, it seems like really the, the places where like Houston and so forth, where they really are sort of scenes are grown is because you've got those those venues and those clubs. And, um, you know, and and that's what's, I think, really cool about, obviously, down in Texas in general. It didn't seem like the pandemic hit you guys really that much in terms of venues shutting down. In fact, like you said, you've even got now new ones opening, which is really cool, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the state did not shut down very long. You which know, is good, I'm, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, had, I've, I used to live in Portland, Oregon, man. And oh, that, yeah. I was just there this past weekend visiting some friends and, and, you know, after the pandemic, that place was like a war zone, mm-hmm. you know, everything shut down, people were burning crap up, you know? And yeah, so we, we didn't really have it. We, we shut down for, I'd say three months, four months, and then they started opening stuff back up. It started off, you know, you had to sit on the patio, but it wasn't that long before you could go back in the venues. And so even some new places, like I mentioned, black magic opened up, uh maybe the end of 2021 mm, so okay. wow um right in the heart yeah. of the, the whole pandemic yeah wow so there were some places that shut down but the, mm. there were places that opened up that that took its place man there's another one actually right around black magic there's this whole kind of music scene where there's a, a new club that opened up over the summer called the end which does a lot of like thrash metal and punk rock and stuff there's a place called trip six and then where we filmed the videos, this old venue has been around since the 40s called the uh, the White Swan. Okay. And it's really cool because, man, you could just rent the place out for a hundred bucks. So nice. you want to put, yeah, you want to put on a show, you pay them a hundred bucks. You want to film a video, pay them a hundred bucks. So it's. You can't beat that, man. That's fantastic, man. Wow. Yeah. That's phenomenal, man. That's awesome, man. Well, yeah, man. Well, you know, Judah, man, going back to just the music real quick. I mean, a great way to me, you know, to tell these days if a band and record is really resonating or not is through the doom charts, you know, and I know, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, lucky enough to be a contributor to that myself. And you guys were, I think, in like a top 10 or something over the summer, one of the months. I remember that that's how a lot of people I know started discovering the band uh, as well. Um, so, I mean, you know, like I said, that's that, that, the doom charts. It's got about 50 or so, you know, journalists out there globally. You know, which is great. So you guys are really starting to get a global reach, you know, obviously, and um, which is great to see, man. So, I mean, how much has that helped in terms of really getting your guys' names sort of out there into the fold with all the rest of Because it's such, I mean, there's so many great bands out there these days in this, in this genre. So, I mean, did that, was that a pretty big boost that you guys got being on that Doom charts back in the summer? Oh, yeah, it, it definitely was, man. It, it um it helped, like you said, get our name kind of out globally. You know, all of a sudden we started selling some CDs out like in Greece and Italy. And and um, really one of the main things it did, too, is that when bands from around the U.S., you know, who keep up with stuff like that, man, they started coming through Houston touring. Well, then, you know, they were giving us a call like we got a chance to open up for Elder and oh, nice. uh, yeah, that, that's kind of been the highlight of this particular band, man. Um, mm-hmm. But there are a lot of bands that are coming through. Like, we're going to play with Damned to Earth uh, coming up and and just just a lot of touring bands. So that kind of gets our names out there. And, and when when people see us opening up for national touring acts here in Houston, we can call up, like, a promoter in San Antonio and say, hey, man, uh, did you happen to notice we opened up for so-and-so? We're going to – we want to come to your town and – 
it just gives us a little prestige. And so, and to be able to put on the resume, we were number eight on the doom charts. I mean, that the same thing, like it adds a little prestige. To, it allows you to get better and better shows. So, sure. and that's, that's what we love to do, man. We love to play, play live. So.
speaking of playing live, I know you guys obviously um, you've got some shows coming up. I know in Texas um, that's coming up pretty soon. And I did read something that you guys were, um, you know, possibly looking to play some shows, just do a tour of the States. So what is the plan now, I guess, for, for uh, live shows for the band and when we can hopefully expect to see you guys on the road, you know, across the whole country right now. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we have stuff going on in, in Texas. We're doing the old Texas circuit that's been around since the 70s, man. You hit Houston, Austin, San Antonio, Dallas, and you kind of make your way around that a few times. And this is mm. this is kind of actually uh, out of date. Like, we're doing these shows, but we've okay. added some more stuff. Like, we're going to play uh, what's it called Stoner Jam. It's run by Duel, okay. and, and that's going to be the 16th of March. And then we, we're putting something together in May that we're bringing bands in from like, uh, like there are some Texas bands, but we're bringing in some Arkansas bands, some other bands, but as far as touring, it's going to be June, July. We're still working out the details kind of late June, early July. We're going to do a Midwest thing. Okay. Nice. So we're going to, we, we're going to hit like places like little rock and Chicago. And, and, uh, I think we're hitting possibly Columbus, Ohio, and then hitting, uh, I think Memphis, Tennessee. So it's just the center of the country right now. And then mm-hmm. looking maybe to do something in the, uh, in the fall as well. We, we wanted to go out West, but the distances are just huge, man. You yeah. Know? It's big distance and a lot. It's expensive to get out here too. I mean, I know it's, it's, it's tough, man. I know it is. Yeah. 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 Cause like going from Houston to LA, there's not a lot of, not a lot of good stops. Once you get West, like San Antonio is great for Texas. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, what? No offense to Albuquerque, but it's hit or miss, you know. Mm-hmm. And then that—that's like a thirteen-hour drive from where we are. And mm-hmm. then you got a big gap from there. Maybe hit Phoenix or Tucson or something. I don't know. And then so the the distances are pretty extreme. And then when you go up to I five corridor, it's kind of the same thing. You hit L A. and then San Francisco. That's a big gap. And then San Francisco to I guess Portland. Mm-hmm. Then it narrows a bit. So. We'll, yeah. we'll get there eventually, but it's just, it's, it's a big distance. Man. Yeah. It's tough, man. Obviously it's not like everyone's spring chickens and they can just, you know, get in their vans and do that for six months a year. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's the only obviously downfall, you know, with, uh, with the distances, but Hey man, as long as you just keep wherever you can play, man, it doesn't matter as long as people are, you know, be able to see you guys live and, and get a hold of this great music, man. That's all that matters now for, um, just quickly now, well, speaking of life touring too, I mean, festivals, obviously there's a whole bunch of festivals, um, you know, down in Texas, especially, obviously you got Ripple Fest every year, which has just been off the hook. And, you know, you got Monolith on the Mesa. I mean, there's all these, you know, Desert Fest in New York. There's all these festivals now here in the States, which is great because, you know, normally for, for bands with this, you know, with your kind of sound, it, it was tough. You know, Maryland Doom Fest is another one. I mean, there's all these festivals now here in the States, which is great. And they're all just growing every year. Um, is that something that you, something you guys might look into as well, especially Ripple Fest down there? Um, I think they're going to put one on, I'm sure, again this year. Oh, oh yeah, they're, they're yeah. going to put one on. And yeah. uh, if Ryan from High Ryan. Desert Queen is listening, <laughs> put us on there, man. We've been harassing him to get on uh, Ripple Fest this, this year. So uh, we'll mm. see what happens. We're doing, like I said, we're doing something called Stoner Jam in Austin. That's in great. March, the guys from Duel are putting it on. And, um, I mean, we've looked at that stuff. But honestly, it's we're just really new, you know, like we got together uh, in 2021 and 
we've, I feel like we've achieved a lot in the year and a half, whatever we've been together, but I just, our name hasn't been out there for a really long time. So people like the desert desert fest and stuff, they really haven't had time to hear of us. So we're going to have to start knocking on doors this year so we can try to make it all in 2023, man. But we're persistent. We're, we're definitely persistent. Like you, you mentioned, we're not spring chickens. We're Mm -hmm. in our forties. You know, like we we've got to make some stuff happen. You know, I'm get I've got a gray gray beard. That's why I don't have the center going. Like <laughs> I know I should probably do the same. Yeah, it's where it's all starts always right there, man. Always in that middle. You know, go cool, man. Well, once again, I mean, let's you know, oops, I'll put up the the record here. Once again, the record is Fields of Doom. It's Stone on Bads. It's out now. Um, and we can go check it out. And uh, speaking of checking it out, Jude, where should we send our viewers and listeners to go? You know, buy a copy, check out some merch, check out for tour dates, and just keep up with the band in general. Well, uh, as far as buying merch and everything, man, Bandcamp is where we sort of house everything, and it's just stonenomads.bandcamp.com. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do a sales pitch real quick. Like, right now we're running a special where if you buy a shirt, you get the, the Fields of Doom CD for free, and you get uh, this hardcore punk CD that John and I did back in 1998. Uh, we had a band called uh, Retaliate, and you know those things are hard to find. I found one at Second Avenue Records in Portland while I was up there, oh, which was a shock. But uh, so we're kind of just running a special. You get two CDs and a T-shirt for the price of a T-shirt. So, but um, and Instagram is a great way to follow us too, man. It's just Stone Nomads at Instagram, you know, and and we we try to post there every few days so people know what we're up to. And I, I just do some random stuff. Like if I get a cool record, um, you know, I'll say like, hey, this is what I'm listening to. What are you listening to? Mm-hmm. You know, so those are the best ways to do it. Instagram at Bandcamp. But I mean, we have a website and it's easy to find stonenomads.com. We've got a Facebook page if you want to go that route. We try to answer as quick as possible, too, man, because, you know, if, we've, if, you, if you send us a message, we will reply. And it's usually within a couple hours because we we. We want to interact with our people, you know. Sure, man. No, absolutely, absolutely. And, and Second Avenue Records, man. That oh, I can spend hours in that place, man. That's one of my favorite record stores ever. Oh, <laughs> Portland, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. I, I used to just go up to Portland just for that, just to buy records because there's so many great record stores up there, man. Yeah. So man. I know what you mean, that, but that's it's great, man. Great. Well, Jude, thanks again. Once again, the band is Stone Nomads, Fields of Doom. It's out now on Gravitoid Heavy Music. And once again, buddy, appreciate you coming on in and, you know, good luck on the road and with everything. And just uh, we'll we'll keep in touch and keep pushing you guys because this is a great record, man. Everyone needs to hear it. Hey, thank you very much, Matt, for having us on. And thank you, Aftershock, dude. It was, it was great. Y'all have a good one. Awesome. Man.